Well, here we are again. We've started, FYI. Amazing. Some people freak out about that because, like, like, like when Andre came on, we were like three minutes in, and he's like, "Let's start the podcast." I'm like, "I started it three minutes ago." Yeah. And then he was just. Then you can tell he had that that panic look. He's like, "What the hell? We've we been talking about for the last three minutes." Yeah. And what? then also he had to get like the face on, like he was like, "Oh a yeah, game, like got to be ready." Then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was he was like... freaked out because we were talking about like NBA players and dating lots of different women. <laughs> and he's like, "Let's start the podcast." I was like, "I just did. I, I it's been going." He's like. Oh, cool. And then he's derailed for like three minutes. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. then he can't. He's like, like I, uh, 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 yeah. He's just replaying the last three minutes <laughs> of his life. He's like, did I interview that guy? Have I talked to him before? So, but And then yeah. you're like, you're like, are, is there anything you don't want to talk about? I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't even know what we talked about already. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like with, yeah, especially with his, his was probably two and a half hours. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I don't remember Amazing. a single thing about it because it just, we just start. Interviewing, then talking shit, then interviewing, talking, and then it just mainly turns into talking shit. Shit, yeah. Yeah, okay. so then there's not really even a, especially with Andre, there's no topic. Yeah. He just, because I've known him so long that we just, he just comes in and he just starts telling me like about, you know, oh, everyone looked at me funny because I'm black. I'm like, I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, Andre. Everyone always looks at you funny because you're black. And he's like, great to see you. <laughs> So when someone reaches out to you and they're like, you know, oh, I love this part. Do you remember that? Like, does that trigger a no. memory or no? You're just <laughs> no. like, oh, yeah, it was it, great. It depends. Oh, I definitely bullshit and say, thanks, man, so much. We were really proud of that part. Oh, and then the I have to go time. back and listen to it and be like, oh, shit. We said that? And then I was like, why did they like that? Yeah. Like, it's it's a it's a twofer where I'm like, I can't believe I said that. And I'm like, I can't believe you like that. Yeah. And then I reach out. I'm like, thanks for your support. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your support. You're twisted. <laughs> I mean, they're listening to your podcast, so like, yeah. How I mean, yeah. How in tune with the world are they, really? Yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> we're not. That's what I did. I'm just going to come on the podcast, insult the listener right off the bat. Right That's, off the bat. Yeah. yeah. We have a wide, that. wide range of everybody. Like they, they have no political affiliation. Not because they can't decide. It's because they don't understand any of it. So that's that's basically that's. That's that. That's the audience that we that we have today. You then know, you had the right guest. Uh, there you go. You perfect. Got, you yeah, got. it's not it's not apathy. It's straight up ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> so we have actually a couple of guests today. So first, as a guest host, because Brian um, had a gig that he couldn't get out of, we brought on Haley Mills. You probably know her from the Cleveland Bucket List and being. Well, this is your third time on now. Yes. Two times as a guest and now as a guest host. You're like the... There's only one other... Savannah's the only other person that's been on three times. So you guys are both competing to be that Alec Baldwin of SNL for the Guiltless Podcast. I like that. I also need to mention that I brought beer because there's an episode where you mentioned that I was one of the only people that had brought something. So I did it again. That's a real need thing. people to know. That's a real thing. This will be episode oh. 106, I think. Yeah. You've done it twice, too. <laughs> you have done it twice. But typically, no one brings booze. The only You've done it twice. Eileen Dorsey brought booze. Uh, Penny brought booze. Lindsay, Those... right? Lin oh, yeah, yeah. Lindsay brought booze. I didn't even, I just knew she was going to, and she <laughs> did. And it was gone in like 15 minutes. Of course. She's just crushing it. It's gone. But yeah, most people are just like, oh, it's, well, which is fine. We have booze for everybody. <laughs> but I was always like, if someone ever asked me to be on a podcast, I was like, I got to bring booze. Because yeah. especially if it's people I don't know, that's how I'm going to get to know them and how they're going to get to know me. Fair enough. All right. I, I messed up. I get it. I understand. Anyway, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, really. Empty handed. <laughs> <laughs> dig my grave for me. Appreciate really excited it, to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so our guest today is Thomas C. Sawyer. 
Thomas Sawyer. They don't need the initial, but yeah. I know, except the C's in there. It, it, yeah, it's it, in the handle because the handle's not available without it. Oh, that's weird. Is there another Thomas Sawyer? I, I, I mean, making you know, some noise out there? I, I, making Maybe. noise I don't know about. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one on your podcast named Thomas Sawyer, so I think I'm the only one making. Well, noise. the other Thomas Sawyer could make it, and he's not real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna go that route. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're the real Thomas Sawyer. That's what your handle should be, the real Thomas Sawyer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Round of applause. Yes, thank you. I'll, I can I can like put that in later. Yeah. <laughs> the post got it. In post, I'll put that in in post. So you're a. How would you characterize? I mean, obviously, you do documentaries and shorts. Like, how would you characterize your 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 yeah. title? Your I've ran through a bunch of stuff over the years, but I've landed on maker um, because it. I don't really know what I'm doing, and I don't know where I'm going, um, but I know that I like making things, and so I've kind of landed on that as just like a catch-all. Does that help? Does it help? Kind of like you're still kind of figuring it out at the same time. I mean, I'm always going to be figuring it out. Like, yeah. I I know for a fact the thing I'm doing now, I will be bored with within a year and a half. You think so? I That's how my art works. Like, I'm always, like, making something in the moment that I'm really passionate about, but evaluating if I want to keep doing the thing that I'm doing. And that's what I do with everything. Like, I want to make sure that I'm always happy with where I am in my life. And yeah. I can't do that if I'm not, like, aware of how I feel about what I'm doing. Is that, do you think that will go in with maker, as you said, right now? Yeah. Or will that just morph into a different type of maker in this field? Or then it goes to writing or paint or something yeah. like that? You just, or are you still not really sure? I mean, I would love to dive into craft like that. But I've, my skill set right now is completely digital. Yeah. Like, I started really interested in photography and then... Because of the lack of resources in school, I ended up in video because that was the only class that was kind of comparable. And then I like kind of played with both off and on for a few years and landed with like really understanding that video was my passion because I love telling stories. And that's a really easy way to tell stories. And video's amazing because it allows me to get indoors that I would never get in otherwise. Like I've been in studios of artists that there's no reason I should be hanging out with them, but I get to because I get to tell their story and they trust me because of the things that I make. And so that's kind of, I think that the art that I make over time will evolve, but it'll always come back to wanting to make things and wanting to tell stories. That's interesting. And I really like the way that you're using it to get indoors that you don't belong in. I don't belong anywhere. That's how I've met most people on this podcast. Right? I would never come across any of them, but I'm like, podcasts are like, oh, we should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when, I guess, when is, uh, and I guess we really got to get through this fast before you lose interest in this and move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm losing interest fast. So <laughs> like, get cracking. All right, here we Shortest go. episode. All right, here we go. Here podcast. we go. Here we go. All right. Movies. No, okay. Uh, so what was the. Uh, you said you always like, kind of like telling stories. So when did that – was that just from like a young age or was there like a moment where you're like, oh, this is kind of something I want to at least dabble in or get into or start creating? Yeah. So I think there wasn't like a light switch moment. It wasn't just like, oh, I want to do this. But I, growing up, I had a really hard time like communicating with other people. Like I just didn't know how to use my words, didn't know how to talk to people. And when I found photography, that was the first thing I found – it was the first time that I could, like, I could take a picture of someone and show it to them, and they would 
understand what I was seeing and understand what I was thinking to an extent. And I kept doing that and kept growing that. And I felt like I was able to communicate with people and it gave me the confidence to start developing the tool of actually talking to people. Sure. And so it was kind of that trajectory of like following this path of learning how to create, but also learning how to communicate to a point where then I didn't need the art as a crutch. And so now my art exists on its own as a way to express myself, but I don't have to rely on it entirely. Interesting point, and I think very accurate, because I think that I don't, that happened, I've heard that from a lot of different people, not even just like guests, but just people in general, mm. who maybe don't, aren't, it's not that they're not good at communicating, mm-hmm. they maybe just aren't comfortable communicating. Yeah. Because sometimes, like for me, like like when I'm in, and I still have those kind of moods even now, mm-hmm. where I'm just not comfortable in a certain social setting because yeah. I don't think I have anything to offer the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when something kind of comes up that I can speak to, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in that now. Now I can actually, it, do you, is it something like that where you're maybe you had something that you felt that you really, really liked, that you liked doing, that you could not necessarily speak to intelligently, but maybe more speak to passionately about, which maybe makes it more easier to communicate? Yeah, I mean, like, it's a lot easier to start a conversation with someone when you've already made them feel a certain way. Sure. Like when I show someone, like going back to the photography, because that's where I started. When I showed them a photo, they would have an instant reaction. They'd be happy. They'd be sad. They'd have something. And you can ask a question then. And like, that's all communication is. It's really just asking you, how do you feel about something in your own skin, anything. Like, it's just asking questions. And so I didn't have the confidence of, like, how do I just dive right in? And that was an easy in. And then I didn't really need that. And so it became this nice discovery for me of, like, okay, now that I don't need art, what relationship do I have with it? And where do I go from there? And making it something that I can just enjoy and I can do freely rather than having to have my life depend on it. Is that how, I guess that's kind of like a, if you want to call it an easy segue, like <laughs> photography to movies. Yeah. Is that how you got there? Yeah. And I don't know if movies is the right term. I just, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know at this point. Cause like content Good, feels really <laughs> like degrading, but also like movies feels like it's way <laughs> dramatizing what I do. See, see, and I, I kind of thought the, the, the other stuff. So I always hated it when someone said film. Interesting. I, I wanted to be like, calm down. You're in a yeah, movie. Right? Like, that's why I won't yeah, claim filmmaker. I'm like, I've never, like, like I'm, yeah. there's no blockbuster that I'm shooting. I'm like, not a filmmaker. Like, if someone's like, I'm a filmmaker, I'm like, black and white. And they're like, no, I'm like, you're not a filmmaker. Yeah. So that's why I just you cut film movies. out of it. I'm yeah. a maker. Yeah. You make, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you found a loophole. I got you. So I can't really, yeah. When you're like, I'm a maker, I'm like, it's true. He is. <laughs> and it's not pretentious. It's not incorrect. It's just, he's a maker. Yep. Can't dispute that. But yeah, that is a very, and it's a very childish, I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> I hated that. Like, it's, I, I went through this stint where I just loved watching Inside the Actor Studio because I loved and really hated those conversations. Mm. And when they were like, well, I'm making a film and I'm screaming it, it's a fucking movie, man. <laughs> you were in Transformers 4. <laughs> you were in a giant ad. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Easy. All right. You were the Marlboro man. <laughs> Calm down, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I, I had a, I, I had a, and that's why I was I wasn't when we started wasn't sure what the title would be yeah because I didn't know if like movie they were like well 
It's a film. <laughs> like a film. I didn't know if I was going to run in, not you, but oh, maybe you. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> if I was going to run into that, yeah. like, well, my my films do other things. And I was going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I come in. I'm talking like that. I hate your dogs. It's just yeah. absolutely terrible. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he really doesn't like dogs either. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you just make stuff. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. It's really, like, the thing is, is, like, I understand that, like, I matter, but it also is in a bubble. Like, I'm very small in the grand scheme of things. Like, my life matters, but also doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah. I mean, there's nine billion people yeah, on the exactly. planet. Yeah, exactly. Like, earlier, when you, like, made a joke about me thinking I was the center of the universe. <laughs> Thank God we weren't recording that. <laughs> but he did, and it hurt. But uh, it's fine. He's a maker, though, so he can say those things. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like yeah. when someone's like, your podcast, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, since we've been talking, 20 other podcasts have come out. <laughs> like, it's not hard. <laughs> you need yeah. a room and internet. Yeah. And you're basically doing a podcast. But you also make people comfortable, which I am sure can't be said for a majority of the podcasts. I can't make that claim, like, in stone, but I'm assuming that. Uh, I mean, uh, we try to, for yeah. sure. I mean, I mean... It, uh, the the one thing that we talk about a lot when we have people on is, um, for the most part, when someone comes on as a guest and, and you you are in, in in this this category, <laughs> I'm meeting that person for the first time and then we hit play and we're recording. Yeah. So it, it's there's a little bit of disarming that you kind of have to do to you know because we've had some where it took them like 20 minutes to kind of get comfortable and then it was great. Yeah. I we have other ones that came in here like a fucking drunk tornado, <laughs> and just there's like white claws. Where am I sitting? Let's fucking do this. And I'm like. All right, I can bypass that. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? Question, you know. But I mean, yeah, the, there is that piece of it. Yeah, to kind of make them feel comfortable talking about. It. And that's really the only reason I asked that question. I get no ninety nine percent of the time about that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like you know, we've talked to some people that are like on the news. I don't wow. know if they want you know to like people that from like you know Channel nineteen and from like you know Fox. I'm, I mean, they're they're like well, Andre when he comes on. I'm surprised he says some of the shit he says. <laughs> I'm just like, so you're really not worried about anyone hearing this? Because, <laughs> like, I know I do it because I don't tell anyone about it. No one cares anyway. But people follow Andre. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, I don't even know what we were talking about. You're a maker. All right. Uh, well, I have a question. Go, and I mean, please. I think that it works that you were talking about, you know, feeling uncomfortable. Not that I feel uncomfortable, but it just made me laugh because I haven't said anything yet. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're basically describing what's happening to me right now. And then I couldn't interrupt you to admit to that. So, whatever. Anyways, um, my question, and I think it's for both of you, but, like, mm. what's one of the ways that you make people feel comfortable when you're first meeting them? So, if you're, like, telling their story, have mm -hmm. you met them before or are you meeting them for the first time sometimes? So here's the deal, and I did this with your podcast. I usually go into things completely blind. Like, I don't know who I'm meeting. I don't know anything about them because I don't want to set any expectation. Okay. Mm. Like, I don't want to, like, create them in my head. Yes. Like, I, you didn't even tell your, me your name until I walked in your door. Like, I didn't know who I was messaging. Yeah. That's actually, <laughs> oh, that's I'm, I'm actually bad at that. <laughs> no, it was amazing. And I'm like, I'm like cool. I, I don't need to know because I know when we talk it's going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. It's going to be very natural, and it's going to be very candid, and it's going to be maybe uncomfortable, maybe really great, and we'll figure it out on the way. Agree 100%, and to answer your question, Haley, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't really prepare that much for these. Yeah. I have a basic idea, but I, I feel more comfortable just kind of hashing things out yeah. as opposed okay. to, like, I can't have a... 
like, I want to ask these 15 questions. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask two of them, and then something funny is going to happen, like that movie film shit, and we're going to start <laughs> talking about And then I'm like, oh, God, we're six? I didn't ask that. Yeah. And then it's just, it's, it's not going to be organic, especially like a long-form kind of interview-type mm-hmm. conversation. Like, I think the best compliment people have paid us is you really made 90 minutes fly by. Oh. Because, like, because we're just having a conversation. Like, we're throwing in things you do. You got this coming up. Also... Transformers 4. <laughs> what did you really think? I thought it was a masterpiece. <laughs> like stuff like and now that. I'm leaving. There you go. Well, I mean, 16 minutes. That's not bad. You're not even the shortest podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, but I but to your point, I feel like that takes the pressure out of it. Very much. Like you don't have to if if you have no bar, you it's great no matter what. And, like, if you don't prepare, you're not setting yourself up with an expectation of, like, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to have all these questions answered. They're really great questions. I'm really excited about this. It's just, yeah. like, I'm going to have a fun time with this person I don't know, and it's either going to be fun because they're going to be stupid and I'm going to hate them, or it's going to be fun because we had a great time and we get along. Uh, yeah. And and I, the questions that I ask usually are generated once the conversation starts. Like someone will say something or they'll answer a question. That'll make me think of three others that I would not have sat down and written down mm-hmm. had I tried to plan out mm-hmm. what we were going to talk about. Yeah. It just it just doesn't work that way for me. I'm not – it would be really, really bad if I just – it's like question one. <laughs> Where Who were you born? You? <laughs> <laughs> question two. Who do you think you are? <laughs> You're a maker. Question three. Like that's <laughs> – all right, that part was kind of funny, but I mean, like, <laughs> it, but if I tried to do that, it wouldn't work. And yeah. I think it would, it, it would, people that are maybe a little bit more nervous coming in here, mm-hmm. I think it would turn into a very bland discussion because then yeah. they're just answering questions. I mean, they're taking up, they're, what are those, what are the, what are the, uh, when you're filling in the bubbles, what are those tests called? Scantron? Scantron. <laughs> It'd be like that. You'd be like, C, C, C. <laughs> Maybe D, C, none of the above. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So I, I, I think it translates well. So, have you ever had someone that has asked for questions like prior? Uh, yeah, a couple did. Um, we, we talked to, which actually makes sense. And and I can't say that I've never prepared some. I did have to. Yeah. So we talked to. Um, his name was Peter Patakos. He is a civil rights attorney that defended the, uh, the town hall protesters, and. Dumb luck, I came across him. I was just reading an article about it. I'm like, Peter Patakos. What are the chances that that's the guy that I played grade school football with? Because his name's Peter Patakos. How many are there? Right. There's one, and it was him. (laughs) So I was ready for that, but he kind of honestly kind of guided that because he was giving us insight. And then probably about a month ago or two years ago, as far as I know, I don't know. Right. um, We did talk to um, these two men, Michael Sutton and Kenny Phillips, who just got out of prison and we're just granted a new uh, a new trial, mm. so they've been out for three months and been in jail for fifteen years. Whoa. I yeah, I prepared for that one and was not going to throw the movie film thing at them because they probably <laughs> hasn't seen a fucking movie in fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah, I mean ones like that for obviously I'll, we'll talk more about and have some stuff to try to guide it, especially if they're a little bit more uncomfortable because obviously they were. So it can be a little. A little more preparation, but for the most part, it's I know what you do, I know what you've done. Let's talk about it and talk about what else ever you know pops up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So your um, 
I don't know what to call them. Your creations, I guess, because I can't call them movies. Uh, you you put yourself in your own that box. That is true. That's yeah. on. All right. So your films. My. Uh, your. My, my, the collection of my work. Yes. Your body of work is astounding, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I truly hope that no one that speaks like that ever says anything about my work. Ah, uh, well, one has. It was me, but it was a joke. And that's not really my talking. That's my work voice. I had no idea. You know what? I thought you were just masking this whole time. Yes. I'm actually British, and I do that, like, the American accent. Got it. Okay. It sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the first uh, the first one you made? Um, the first thing that really stuck was uh, I made a movie with a maker here in Cleveland. A movie. I made a movie. I just said that. You've been saying that to me so often that it's now in my oh, no. vocabulary. You're going to change your website at the end of this, like, movie maker. <laughs> Windows Movie Maker, Thomas Sawyer. <laughs> um, but uh, no, there was. I was shooting portraits a lot, and I wanted to work with this screen printer that I had met at a fashion show. And I was like, oh, I don't like know how I would take portraits of this person. I don't like. I I, I really want to work with them and understand what they do. And so I had a background in video because of my education and my first job. And so I knew what I was doing to an extent, but I still didn't have, like, my craft down. I didn't know my own style of filmmaking. Um, and so I asked them if I was like, hey, I don't have anything to show you as, like, a reference, but I want to come in and film your process. Would you be cool with that? They were like, yes. And so I made this video, and in the process of editing it, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do right now. And so I just made it the first episode and, like, came up with a title called Artisans. And it was just a series of, I'm going to go into studios and film people making things. And they will not describe it verbally. They will not talk about it. They will not do anything except do their process. And I will set it to music. And the goal was showcasing that not only do artists make art, but the way that they make it is also art. And like that your your fingerprints are in the things that you do. And that's what makes them unique and special and amazing. That's right before you got here. We were actually talking about that because there was a. Uh, uh, you have a couple that are on your website, and I was yeah. looking at them. I think the first one was the uh, the the which I want to talk about because I loved it so much. Was the 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 Cleveland? It's like the Cleveland, almost like a tour video, but it was like your oh. personal tour. Yeah, like you're, I I love that because I really want to know. For myself, like if someone comes up to me that doesn't live here mm -hmm. and says, "What? Where's the best place I can get this?" Mm -hmm. I really, for some reason, I have to know that answer, and it's right. got to be mine. It's got to be like, I think the best this is here. Yeah. Or you wanted that, you got to go to that place. Yeah. And it's like, like you can go to Yelp, or you can ask someone who lives here. That's why I really, really like that a lot. Well, it's funny because like I, so I springboarded from there to like I want to make things that I'm in, and. I really wanted to travel, so I was like, oh, I'll just use this as an excuse. Like, I am I can write it off on my taxes. I'm, I'm going to make a film, and I would just travel for that. But um, you interviewed uh, Ryan from Black Hat. Yeah. And uh, I used to get my hair cut when I was getting my hair cut uh, from Patrick, who's the co-owner. And um, he was like, you should make one of those travel films about here. And I was like, yeah, I should definitely do that. And that's what, it, like, it just came from that. And it's interesting because, like, some of those videos have the least amount of views of anything I've ever made. And I have people that, like, that's the only thing they know of my work. Really? And it's it's wild to me that, like, because you were talking about it. I don't know if you're recording or not, but uh, you were talking about the fact that, like, you won't remember 
portions of your episodes and people be like, that's, that's the thing that hit me. Yeah. And I'm always like, great. I'm glad that hit you. It did not hit me, but I'm super pumped that you yeah. resonate with that. <laughs> I'm glad you like anything yeah. that I do, but you should really look at that. Yeah. I'm like, that's the good thing. <laughs> yeah. And that, that has happened to me. So I'm like, yeah. that one episode was so funny when I'm like that. <laughs> that was 90 minutes long and that's what you took away from that but at that point it's like okay I don't have to have any type of filter of like my standard like I don't have to have my stamp of approval on things I just have to make something and yeah. put it out there because it doesn't matter if I like it because worst case scenario someone else will love it Yeah. best case scenario I will end up loving the thing that I made do you love something more that you maybe didn't like when you originally put it out Oh, been, you know, like uh, after time, it grew on you. Oddly enough, yeah, it, that's interesting. I think that I go through seasons with stuff. I, nothing directly comes to mind, but there have definitely been moments where I'm like, I make something and I'm like, right, and then like I'll circle back and be like, I was really hard on myself for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Like uh, what? And then that helps me kind of break that system down in my brain. I'm like, okay, if I made that and I hated it. And now I don't hate it as much. I don't need to do that sh shit with my own stuff right now. Like, I don't need to be a bully to myself because there's enough people online to do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I should just allow myself to make things openly. So, I, that didn't really answer your question, but... No, it, 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 it's, it's not that you're not worried about it. it I, I'm sh I think you wouldn't be human if... When, pe <laughs> when, when people say things like, that doesn't bother me, I don't always believe that. Usually I, when people say that doesn't bother me, it, it really it bothers is, them. It is eating them alive <laughs> yeah. that second. Correct. Mm -hmm. Now, and I get, there are some things that generally when people will be like, does that bother me? I'm like, no, it really doesn't. Other times I'll be like, no, it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, well, fucker. <laughs> How did they know? Right? How do they know where to hit? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, but you're saying like, I, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Why am I going to jump in here and pile on? Yeah. To, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I just, like, I don't need to give myself a reason to hold back when it sure. comes to making things. If I'm going to be a maker, I need to actually be making things. And the hardest part is like starting the project. Like once you're in it, you can kind of understand where it's going, what you want to do with it in the end. If you can see maybe a certain type of people will like it, but you're never going to get there if you don't start doing it. Yeah. And bullying yourself out of it doesn't help that. Agreed. Well, I like how you said, too, that you are thinking that what you're doing right now isn't something that you're going to want to do in the future. And yeah. I think that that's important. I think a lot of people are kind of starting to realize that, especially, like, through COVID, that, mm. you know, your job doesn't have to be your job for the next 20 years. We don't have to think like that anymore. Yeah. So I think that that's important just to share with people because a lot of people don't have the, like, creative freedom to be able to say that they can change what they're doing. Oh, yeah. As much as a maker. So I think, <laughs> but I think that that's really interesting. Like, I like that that's how you think about things. Hmm. So when you're making stuff right now, are you, like, thinking of what you're going to like doing in the future or are you just, like, focusing on today? It's interesting. Um... I'm, I'm thinking about, is there something specific I'm going to want to do? Like, right now, I love what I'm doing, but I'm aware of the way that my brain is built in that, like, I go through seasons of, like, being really hyper-passionate about something and then doing it full force and then losing interest. And so, like, right now, there's nothing that's, like, calling my name, mm -hmm. Because I'm very early in the season of, like, I just finished uh, doing post on my first, 
like full documentary. It's 28 minutes. It's the biggest thing I've ever made. And I'm absolutely in love with it, which is amazing because it's the first like piece I've ever made that I'm like, oh, this is good. And that's a cool feeling. Um, so I'm like new in this like season. I'm really excited about it. But I know with my brain, there's going to be a time probably like around this time next year that I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? What do I need? I need something new. Like I need my fix. What am I doing? So. Uh, yeah. And that's so let me ask you this. 20. You said it was 28 minutes. Yeah. How long did that take you? Well, so it should have taken me a lot longer, but I, so my business was closed from March 2020 to March 2021 because of the pandemic, and I knew I was going to have to reopen, but I had scheduled, like, going into 2021, I was like, okay, I know I'm going to reopen this year, like, I know that I, I just have to because unemployment isn't coming in anymore, so what do I want to do for me on top of what I'm going to have to do? Cause I need to keep myself stimulated. And so I was like, okay, I've, I found these two people. I really want to tell their stories. And the first doc that I just finished, I anticipated it being a five minute film. And I found this artist on TikTok. We, uh, like I really connected with their work. So I shot them an email. I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to share your story. I think that what you're doing is great. Uh, and they responded and they said, I was a little weary at first. Like, I don't, you're a stranger, a danger, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I liked the subtle cough oh, away no, from I the mic. I, I don't know what to do about it. Uh, well, Brian coughs directly into the mic. <laughs> yeah, just do and, that. Uh, which actually okay. probably don't get too close because we don't clean those. Oh, yeah, geez. just, <laughs> just stop me and then cough and then we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> amazing. Um, Great. Okay. In the middle of this okay. insightful process, yeah. she's I, like, I probably, <coughs> would have, I probably would have had the same reaction. I think I had the same reaction to you when you reached out for the first podcast. And you had uh, yeah. to be like, I'm inviting you to my dark basement. It's okay. It's pretty light. I don't know if I'd say dark. It was dark oh, before dude, they you fixed it. Oh, you set the mood. Oh, I see how it is. Yes. I get the oh, fluorescence. Yes, you get it the was, you get the mood. It was physically a dark basement. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this it's wasn't like, registering with me. Like I've I've like painted everything and made it a lot brighter, but like when I was inviting, you like, painted everything. <laughs> You're like, nope, gotta fix I was this. Like, you can't have anyone else down here like this. Oh, like I someone I think my wife I think pointed out to me because I I'd, I'd, I'd I talked to Savannah from Social Pause, and God bless her because she didn't realize it until we started talking about it either. But uh, when I reached out to her, I was just like, yeah, you know, we record in my house. It's in my basement. Um, <laughs> And this wasn't red. Like, that is not something you type to a woman you don't know. Like, just come on over. It's in the basement. There's two guys. You've never met either one of us. There's one exit. Um, it's really hard to get to as well. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I went back and looked at the message. I was like, oh, you never should have came over here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I did it five or six more times. I'm like, Amazing. I have to paint. <laughs> and that was it. Fantastic. So back to my process. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, but so with the documentary, I... I knew that, like, so it lined up, this This person's an artist and an educator, and they were putting up their thesis for their Masters of Art. Um, it was, a, like, an exhibition. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go out when they're filming it, or when they're putting it up and film it. And I'm not going to have a lot of time before my business opens. So I, I need to hold off all my clients. I need to make sure that they're all, they're like, I can't work with you yet. And I need to just crank this out. So I shot the documentary in five days and edited it in three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's it just got into its second film festival. I've submitted it to 15 at this point. And so I find out about the next one, I think, literally today. 
Um, but I'm going to find out anywhere between now and May of next year whether I get in these festivals because they're 2021 and 2022 festivals. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. I, I just I, I saw that you just posted that one that you just got into one of them. Yeah. And it's I, I've, I it's um hello sorry I can't. I'm it's um yes hello. So the God, so you're sorry. totally fine. The, but the reason it's called that is because um so when this person this artist her name is Geo Rutherford. Um, she's got like close to three quarters of a million followers on TikTok. Um, she makes educational videos on the Great Lakes, um, and so she's an artist first and foremost. And she collects things on the shores of the Great Lakes, and then she makes art with them. And she uses that as a stepping stone to educate. So like, the Great Lakes, like, her stance on them is like when you look at the Great Lakes. You can't understand what's going on with them. You can't even understand how big they are. They just look endless when you're standing on the shore. And so uh, not only is that very hard to conceive, but science is very, like, daunting. It's, 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 a t it's something that it's, not everyone has a grasp on. And that's also true of art. So her art is very tangible. You can touch it. You can play with, with it. And by using that as a stepping stone, she can, like, have people start to understand what's going on with the lake, start to understand that we need to conserve this resource. Um, and I don't know where I was going with this, so you can jump no, in and be that's, the host. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that's a, but that's an interesting quote, because everything oh, you said... Was it, why was it named that? Oh, that's... Yeah, see? On top of it. That's why she's the guest host Yeah, today. there we go. See, okay, every time Brian I'm on a podcast, made, I'm just yeah. going to bring you, and you can just, like, hype me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian would have made a terrible joke there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Haley's like, wait. Focus. No. Well, yeah. I'm curious. I want to know. I'm waiting. So, um, so I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's like so intriguing. Um, but so every one of her TikToks, um, when she was starting making them, she started like one of them just jokingly, um, yes, hello. And the audience just ate that shit up. And so she started saying it in front of every TikTok. And I kind of felt like not only do I have to have her catchphrase be the title of the documentary, but also, um, if we ended the documentary, and I'm just giving away the ending, great. Um, if we ended it with her saying, um, yes, hello, it's like you have an introduction to everything she's ever made. Mm, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not as great as you wanted it to be. I'm sorry. I can no, tell. I like it's it. a letdown. No, no? I, now I want to watch it because I'm curious. Well, I don't well, know. It'll the be ending. out September 25th. I know the ending now, so I'm just going to take this out of my queue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike. I love that it's in the queue. Yeah. I love, I love that I, I've made something that has ended up in a queue. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is, I, I, you were talking about the way that she was using the art to help people understand the, the kind of dire situation that's going on, yeah. like with the, the the ocean resources. Great Lakes, but yes, yes. Oh Christ, the water. We, we can we leave it in Cleveland water? on the Great Lakes ocean front. Oh. <laughs> Man, I am so glad you came in today. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been kind of hard on you. No, it's show. okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just expecting that kind of energy coming towards me because uh, you're like the comic will be here, and I was like, oh, I have to prepare, like, be on top of my shit to like fight back. Oh yeah, no, th it's fine. And then it you get me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, just I'm sitting here like, please tell me more. Yeah, I'm like, okay, we can't fight with you, so let's let's <laughs> no, focus okay. all it's, my it's, energy. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll I'll shift gears. Shit's gonna get dark. All right. <laughs> Okay. Great, that's where I live. There you go. <laughs> this is the brightest I get. You actually would have been better for the dark, the dark basement uh, uh, oh, episodes yeah. that we had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the uh, 
having people understand that because you're right. I mean, like everyone has a rudimentary grasp of, of science, yeah. you know, but not the impacts of like like the extinction of a certain species in the ocean, what that has to the rest of the the, the rest of the world. Yeah, and uh, or, or the lakes, as you so politely put it. Uh, <laughs> I'm nothing if not polite. But I mean, things like people don't understand like what that does to the ecosystem when you when you take away a major piece of that food chain. Like like to say like the one that I I just because I've seen a couple of docs on it is uh, sharks. Okay. So sharks uh, uh, a huge a huge huge delicacy in China in Asia is shark fin soup. Mm. And basically, what they've been doing is the, the these vessels have just been going into the oceans mm. and just scooping up sharks, cutting off their fins, and throwing the bodies back into the ocean. Oh. And sharks without fins, they just die. Yeah. So they're trying because they're a lot of the sharks are now close to being extinct. Not close where there's like a dozen of them, but yeah. at the rate they're like in twenty years, we won't you know, have sharks. Yeah, Jaws will be fiction <laughs> because it never happened. You know, like it, it's stuff like that. Yeah. And and people are arguing like you don't understand what that's going to do to the food chain. Like simple stuff, algae, all those things that you don't understand the impact that it makes because it doesn't impact you directly. Yeah. But that's an interesting way to look at it because people don't. People say all the time because it sounds good. We have to save the earth. We got to go green. Ninety percent of them don't know what that means or how to even do that. They're like, yeah. I recycle part of the solution like there's a lot more to it than that yeah um so that's an interesting take on it i think it's a it's a good way too to maybe kind of ease someone into understanding something through another avenue that they might like yeah like a like a political satirist can maybe make you understand like a john stewart maybe not a great example but he can cloak an actual problem in a joke where you remember the problem because you remember the joke yeah and i think that like what you're talking about like we need to save the planet that can put a lot of like it's immediate pressure and like it's off-putting unless like you understand it and you're like yeah like it might just be like can you leave me alone crazy person yeah so i think that the thing that i was really attracted to is like it's interesting art it's 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 something that is visually stimulating and you don't have to understand science to understand the art but you are going to pick up a test tube full of cigarette butts and be like, I know what this is. And then you understand, oh, this was in the lake. And like, these are things. But you also have sea glass, which is just like broken down pieces of bottle that have just become this beautiful thing. And so it's just, it's interesting to have that kind of like, no matter what level of knowledge you have, it's an easy in. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's, 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 it's universal at that point. You can take more away from it than you actually thought you were going to going into it. Yeah. No matter where you are. Yes. Yeah. I feel that way about TikTok in general, because you said most of her videos were on TikTok. That's yeah. where she kind of started. And, like, I feel so silly all the time, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that on TikTok. But, like, it's a really great platform to learn something because mm-hmm. people are putting together content that is engaging mm-hmm. and interesting but makes you remember about a problem or think about something that you might not have been – not that social media as a whole doesn't, but I just feel like TikTok is doing it in a, a different way. Yeah. But as the audience, you know, it, it's it's uh, things are coming coming in waves. Right now, that is by far the biggest wave right now. So mm-hmm. you can yeah. actually you can reach more people that way. Yeah. Even in like a, a thirty second TikTok, you can actually put something out there that, like you said, you'll remember because it's almost done in an entertaining, more appeasing way. Where as opposed to someone just reading off here are the problems that are going on, you're going to lose me at point number two probably. But if someone actually puts it in a a way, especially maybe like even in the younger generation too. Mm. You know, they're going to view it that way and they're like, oh, again, 
similar to the, what we were just talking about. You're getting more out of it than you even thought you were going to. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to remember it because of the way it was actually ingested. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great. See, that was a, that, that was a fine exchange. We're, yeah, we're doing I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not bullying you. I know. And bullying, that's a, that's a real thing. That's a dangerous that's thing. That's a TikTok that I should show you about bullying. I think it would change your ways. That's what we'll do after the podcast. Okay, cool. We're going to make a PSA. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll pull a bull, yeah, anti-bullying TikTok. starting TikToks. an anti-bullying TikTok now. Okay. So you said, so that is, so that's already been accepted into two festivals. Yeah. That's great. So are these, where are, they, where are these at? You get to go to these, I assume. Um, so the first one's in New York, and that's uh, August, I think it starts on the 19th or 20th. Um, mine premieres on the 23rd in that festival. Uh, and then the second one is in Montana in September, but I won't be able to go to that one because I'm currently shooting a documentary with a fashion designer in Columbus, and the show that the gown that she's making for the doc is the 18th, and the festival is the 16th or the 19th. So oh, I have okay. to be in Columbus to film the like climax of this documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have additional like documentaries scheduled, or is this like what you're working on right now, and then you kind of move on after you've buttoned up? Yeah. So I like when I I told you I was like January 2021. What am I going to do this year? I was like, okay, I found this TikTok artist that I've been watching f- since quarantine, like since March of 2020. So it's been almost a full year. I'm going to reach out to this person, and then um, I did a video for a. Uh, regenerative farming nonprofit and I ended up meeting this fashion designer and we just clicked immediately. And, uh, I was like, okay, I love their process. They like started in fashion design and then they got interested in like, okay, these, I'm using these textiles. Where do these textiles come from? And then they got into the fiber that goes into making textiles. And then they got into, well, I should go and meet the actual animal that makes the fiber in the textiles that I use to make my fashion. Yeah. And so I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And like, not on top of that, they're an immigrant and they've been doing this for 30 years. And like one of the elements of their fashion is they screen print uh, medieval weaponry that women used to defend their homes when men were out at battle onto their dresses. And I'm like, oh, this is the coolest shit in the world. Oh, cool. And so I was like, okay, I got to tell the story. Um, and I reached out to them and they're like, yes, please, please tell my story. And I was, it's been absolutely mind blowing to have that. So like I went into this year, I'm like, I've got two people I want to make a documentary on and they both said yes. And so I'm just like, okay, just focus on that. And it's taken the whole year to make the first one and get the elements ready to like present to, uh, film festivals. And now I'm in production of the second one and I'm going to wrap probably in October, uh, and then I'll have a couple of months to get that ready to start for the next cycle of film festivals next year. And then the premiere of that one is going to be at the um, McConnell Arts Center in Columbus in May of 2021. Or 2022, I should say. What does the process look like for like submitting to a yeah. film fest? That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my next like, question. I'm, no, like, I'm like, how do you do yeah. that? How do you do Like, yeah. how do you actually do it? Yeah. So I, so that artisan series I talked about, right. um, that was back in 2015 and that made it into the 2016 Cleveland Film Festival. And so I was like, I'd always wanted, for some reason, even though that was like the first year I started making videos, I was like, I want to be in a film festival. Like that's, that seems like the dream. I want to be in the Cleveland film festival. Um, and they happened to just, I think I 
don't hold me to this, but I think that that was the first year they had the web series category. And so, like, that's just what I made. I just made a web series. Um, and so I just looked up Cleveland Film Festival, and this website popped up. And basically, the way the website functions is you upload your project, and you fill out an application, and then you just click on all the film festivals that you want to apply to, and then you pay to apply to them, and it just automatically applies to them. Wow, really? Just an instant upload? Yep, it's perfect. I have to do one thing, and then I have to give them money. So I spent like 700 bucks to get this documentary in, submitted into like 16 film festivals, and I'm like, okay, if I get one project out of this, it's going to pay for that yeah. submission fee. Like that doesn't, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. So that's your goal with uh, submitting to a film festival is like looking for clients or looking for like to meet someone that might introduce you to the, your next documentary. Yeah, that I think that it's just like, oh, this is a door I've never been in before. Okay. Like I've never had, like this is my first film. So it's my first movie. <laughs> um, I, see, I got your jokes now. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, excited, I'm in your so head. excited for your next film. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll meet someone that's like, "Hey, I love the way this shot. Would you be the director of photography on my next project?" Yeah. And then I'm in a bigger project that is like got producers and other filmmakers because like I made that documentary by myself. Like I shot it by myself. I edited it by myself. The only person I had that helped me is I hired a sound designer because I don't know shit about sound design. And I was like, can you please just make this sound good? And they made it sound amazing. Um, and so, like, that could be an avenue. Or I could meet someone and, they, like, they're like, hey, I know this person. I think you would be the right fit to yeah. tell their story. Okay. Or, like, the thing is, with this kind of stuff, I don't, I can't even imagine the infinite possibilities. So, like, I just have a blank canvas. Anything could happen. Nothing could happen. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be fun to do. It's a much, much cooler networking event. Yeah. Where you're going really just to enjoy, and if something else comes out of it, and likely it could. And I think a lot of people that are at those, I would assume, are under the same impression or maybe have the same goals, but at the same time, they're not handing out cards. They're actually just kind of talking shop, yeah. and then like, oh, you know what? I just talked to someone who I think that you would maybe want to link up with, that person. Uh, or you should see this. I think you guys may be good together. Yeah, or like six years from now, they're like, hey, I met this kid in New York for that film festival, and they would be perfect. What's their name? Oh, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't... And the thing is, is like, I'm never going to know... And so I, and I think it goes back to when we're talking about like, what does the future look like? I'm kind of in a place, like, I remember towards the end of 2020, a couple people were like, what are your goals for 2021? I was like, I don't even know what it's going to look like. Did you, I didn't know what this, like, I didn't expect this year to look like this. How am I going to go into a year that we're technically still locked down, even though we're not locked down? I don't know what it's going to be. No one knew 2021 was going to be a a six-month-long spring break for Clevelanders. Right. (laughs) This place just exploded. Oh, my God. And we're paying for it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I'm excited to just kind of, like, I spent a lot of my life not having a life I was proud of. And so, I'm kind of in a place where, like, am I proud of my life right now? Hell, yeah. Okay, let's just keep doing that. If it changes, let's change it up then. If you don't mind, yeah. what do you mean by you weren't proud of your life? You mean you just weren't happy doing what you were doing? Um. Well, I mean, like, my there were things in my childhood that, like, I didn't have control over. And they manifested in uh, different 
like I didn't have certain emotional tools because of that childhood. And so like getting into adulthood, I entered adulthood with tools that didn't work for the life I wanted. And I had to get to a point where I developed those emotional tools to be able to make decisions that gave me the life that I want. And so like a lot of it was, I didn't have control because I was a kid. And then when I had control, I didn't have the bandwidth to actually go out and do that. And now I'm in a place where like, I've, I'm not perfect, but I've got the emotional tools to get me to a place of like, I am happy in this moment. I have issues and I have problems and I'm working, but I'm happy with what I'm doing and who I am. Yeah, uh, mental stability, I think, is still, even as much shine, I think, that it's getting now is, I think, it's still almost like taboo, I think, in some people's minds. Yeah. You know, they're like, just snap out of it, do something you like. Like, it's not that easy. Oh, no. And I, like, you talked about it a little, you made a comment about it, and, like, I understand that my life is a luxury. Like, I have worked hard to have this luxury, but I understand that, like, not a lot of people get the opportunity to say, like, I do whatever the hell I want. And, like, I definitely work hard for that, and I, I, I've i situated my life in that way. Yeah, you signed yourself up for that. Like, you made yeah. moves to get to that point. So yeah. it's not necessarily easy. It's, it, it might seem easy from the outside. But, yeah, and, and I also understand that, like, I'm always going to have to work for what I have, but I do have to also understand that there's a level of, like, luxury to it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's like that balance. I mean, you could be someone that has figured out, you know, at 50 that they don't like what they're doing anymore and they can't find that stability, but they have a family or, like, more things to support. Like, I feel like I've had the luxury with what I do and that, like, you know, I I have the ability to say, like, okay, you know, I don't need a full-time job. I'm going to figure this out. And some yeah. people don't have the opportunity to take that gap and that yeah. time. Or for you, I'm sure even, like, filling in projects like not working or like yeah. working on one thing like some people don't have the luxury of just going all in so yeah i think a lot of people are sort of too afraid to even and i'm not saying like you you have to quit your some people like you said don't have the option to quit their nine to five they have families but i think some people also get so stuck in that rut they don't want to do even that little side you call it yeah. a hobby you yeah. know like mm-hmm. the thing that's going to kind of keep that monotony from like like at bay from yeah. from like really kind of taking its toll which then maybe takes its toll on your family yeah, and then on your job true. and then your kids i mean that's i mean this is kind of what mine is you know i get to talk to people that i normally just probably would never talk to you yeah. know i mean i i've it's just i get to do cool stuff like that and then i get to meet cool people who are doing awesome things and then i get to kind of dig into that and maybe it starts something else i mean it's it's a nice it's a nice thing that i i'm glad that i get to do yeah and it's really awesome talking to people um but yeah i, I get that but i also know people that are just like ah you know i i'm too tired i'm like i'm tired too yeah. you yeah. know we're all tired it's yeah. not supposed to be super easy all the time it's never going to be it's yeah. But I, I, I very much understand that. And, and to Haley's point, I mean, that is that that's a, that that's a rut that some people don't get a, don't get out of. Well, I think you make a good point too that it doesn't have to be like you don't have to go all in on something and quit your job over it. But mm-hmm. like finding something that makes you passionate outside of what you have to do yeah. is sometimes hard. Oh yeah, very you you, you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I could probably argue both sides. It's hard to put yourself out there when you're 20 and then when you're 50. 
when you're 20, you're young, you're unsure of yourself. When you're 50, you're like, I can't, I'm 50. Yeah. You know, you're, you, there's fear on both sides of that equation. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you don't find it at that that little meaty middle spot at 31, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, it can be tough. But I, I understand both sides of that. I understand being unsure of yourself when you're young. I understand being embarrassed when you're old. Because you think it maybe make you think you're admitting that you made mistakes and your life sucks, and that's not the case at all. Yeah, but I also think that like going back to that taboo that you were talking about, like, you you mentioned it in mental stability and mental health. But like I think not being able to admit that you have made mistakes is taboo, and that like baffles me mm-hmm. because like that's all I've done. Mm-hmm. Is I've made con- I've cons- I've I make mistakes into success like that's how I figure stuff out. I just have to like for me personally, I just keep myself in check with like I know I'm doing the best I can and I'm not intentionally hurting anyone, but I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna fail because I'm trying to be new. I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to grow. I uh, yeah, and I think. That and the taboo mental mental instability probably walk hand in hand. Because yeah. not being able to admit that you made mistakes, eventually is just going to take its – because in your mind, you know you did. You just can't admit it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And eventually it just comes out in probably the worst way possible. Yeah. So I, I – again, I mean it's, it's it sucks. It's a real thing. And I, I do think it's getting more and more – you know, like like you see just in the last year, like NBA players are taking leaves of absence, and everyone's like, "Shut up and dribble! You're making millions of dollars." Like, you have no idea what that dude is going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that a couple million people are watching him four times a week, I don't think that makes the mental stability that much more yeah. stable. Go post a TikTok, let it hit like six hundred thousand views, and see the comment section, and that's just a, like a tenth of what people are going through yeah. on a big scale. Like, yeah. that's bananas. Like. The the so the weight of that on your psyche is just it has repercussions that we as people that don't deal with that have no clue of. I read things like on like Facebook community pages that aren't even directed at me that affect me throughout the day. Like I can't even grasp why you decided to log in, read that, and then type that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's weird. You need you need something else to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I get them all the time. Yeah. Well, oh. you probably had it coming. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no i'm just i'm i stand by i stand by <laughs> no she posted you, i remember you posted because i actually looked for this guy uh, online but like he he posted like she posts like this thing about this uh, at one of these restaurants mm. and this guy just commented like that doesn't even look good and she's like then don't go there this, this isn't a, a food draft asshole just don't go like but i mean i other guests like uh, uh sam roberts from channel 19 mm. she's a meteorologist and the things that that, that people tweeted her i'm sure people like, email them too yes. i see them on twitter talking about the emails that they get oh my god who's sitting behind she's, she's telling like giving like the fucking seven day forecast and this guy's like that color looks like shit on you i'm like there's a tornado coming, sir. <laughs> and hopefully for you. <laughs> hopefully it's going to hit Willoughby. <laughs> or a, I don't know where he was. No offense, Willoughby. <laughs> but I mean, that's, you're absolutely right. Like, and now those are people with, you know, good kind of local, you know, local following. Like Sam's got a good local following, yeah. you know, and, but I mean, you think about somebody that has, God, 100,000 followers, a million followers. Yeah. There's no way, man, I, 
I could just go to like a Kardashian like Instagram right now yeah. and just oh yeah, <laughs> just just read hate. Well, <laughs> what about all the like sports players that get hate when they lose a game? Oh my god, yeah. well, that is insane to me. That yeah. like someone is performing at a level that you could never even imagine performing at, and yeah. you're gonna say that you're gonna come after them because they, you know, didn't get that last out. But people, yeah, but pe- but people don't. They're they're like you got paid millions of dollars, you can't make mistakes. Like, yeah. Eh. I think it can. <laughs> Everyone does. That's why no one in the NBA has ever shot a hundred percent, and no one in the the NFL has ever caught every pass. It's just it's it's baffling. But I don't know if that's more of a mental thing that just gets you know deflected onto these people that they're watching because they wish they could do the same thing they were doing. I don't know, man. That itself, I think, is a mental disorder. The 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 online attacks are just they're insane. Yeah. Ugh. God. Well, I think if you're someone like that isn't doing something that they're trying to get attention for you might not even know that it exists i mean clearly you know that people are bullying people online but Mm -hmm. until you actually put something out there and get feedback back about something that you did it never is going to mean as much until that moment so like i love to share when people say dumb shit on the bucket list because i'm like look guys like this is what i'm getting and everyone will be like can't believe people say that like yeah i want everyone (laughs) to know that like there are people out there that are doing this and like please don't be one of them yeah that's yeah. Uh, well, I can't even really relate. The biggest thing I ever got into was an argument with an incel after one of our incel <laughs> episodes, and he just didn't even realize he was proving my point every single time he responded back. Amazing. That sounds very. Right. But that's ugh, yeah. I, I don't really know. Have is that I don't know. Are topics like that anything you'd ever want to try to like political like especially with the climate nowadays? Yeah. Is that something you'd ever want to get into or create something about? Even if it's just like a, a short. Interesting. So you asked me a question earlier, and I forgot that I did have an answer to it. And I answered how I was feeling in the moment. Um, but rerouting to answer both questions, both past and present, um, I'd be really interested to make a documentary about the experience of being a sex worker. I think that not only is it the pressure of celebrity but also insane vulnerability on top of that, like the means of like you having, being able to exist online are slim at best because every social media, even Twitter will censor you to an extent, but like the other ones are really harsh. And so like, I think that tracking the experience of someone starting, someone who's been in the industry, and someone who's retired would be really interesting to juxtapose and to understand like the repercussions emotionally, physically, and digitally. Do you, when you say sex work, are you talking about OnlyFans, adult film industry, a little bit of both? Like I don't, what you... I know that I've specifically like landed on anything. Um, like I've got some people that like. I follow, like, I'm friends with a couple sex workers, and um, and they it varies in different levels. Because um, I know it's kind of a universal term, like an umbrella term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I also know that, like, I have tapped out on my knowledge of the topic right now. Like, I can't talk any more to it um, because I've never had that experience. And also because I'm a male-presenting human, I'm, I'm not going to understand half of what happens because of my gender identity and, or at least the gender that I appear to be. Um, and so I think that it just like, 
I would have to find the right story, not necessarily the right career person. So you're not really doing like a, a, a general... Like I'm not going to like, I'm not looking for someone who's standing on a street corner specifically. Yeah. Like I, I'm I probably like adult entertainment, but again, that's an umbrella term. Like what does that mean? Does it mean only fans that you take lingerie photos? Does it mean that you're like nude, that you're doing erotica? What, like there's different levels and that's still an umbrella term. Yeah. So you don't mean like... Uh, you don't mean do like a general, here's what OnlyFans is about. You mean yeah. like the story of a person. Well, in, in, I learned this this year about my work is that uh, in making this first like 28 minute film, like I, I have a hard time identifying what this is because it's not a feature length film, but there's no word for it because short makes it sound like it's just like a like a thing that was 10 minutes. It's a film. It's it's a it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, in making that. Uh, and showing it to people, uh, I have a couple friends that are uh, going to get their doctorate, and I showed it to them. And like when the science comes on, when they talk about like the actual science behind some stuff, they're like, "Ooh, yeah!" And then when it like cuts back to a different part of the story, they're like, "Oh, okay." Like, and they like appreciate my film, but they like are excited about the intelligence of it. And there's not a whole lot of that. Because that's not what I'm drawn to. I realized this year that, like, my work is a very emotional process. Like, I have always really liked understanding how people feel about what they're doing and who they are and what they make. And so I think that going into a film like that, if I did make something like that, that's just, like, currently what's on the top of my head, uh, it would be the emotional relationship to doing that and to how they are uh, representing themselves online and the feedback they're getting online and, and how that affects their like personal life in real life and kind of that intricacy of understanding the emotional impact. It's interesting just because we've talked to, we did have a, a girl on that did OnlyFans. Okay. And she was awesome. What was and, her name? Uh, her name was uh, Tommy LC. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, she's actually now she's the co-host on Bill Squire's podcast, mm. and uh, really, really cool. She actually, I think, OK Pants actually referenced. That's what's actually this turned. This is just turned into like a reference now. This is just like, who do we know? What's our network? <laughs> it's exactly what it is. The last probably ten have have been affiliated in some way. Yeah, I posted a story saying I really want to talk to someone that does OnlyFans mm. for similar reasons. So. Yeah. Pants, I guess, messaged her and said, you should do this. And we messaged and ended up having Amazing. And she's married. And, you know, we, it was joking and at the same time just kind of talking about it. And, and none of it was, I think, we didn't really dig too much into, I think, those time of like, back, if you want to call it backlash or, or the negativity of it. Yeah. It was really just kind of understanding how she got into it. You know, the, 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 the process, the nerves of it, all those types of things. And she was really cool and open about it. But, yeah. you know, we did touch a little bit on, and we, we probably could have done an entire ep other episode about just some, just like a comment that someone would say, like, hey, I just gave you $5. You do what I say. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. You know, like that. The, the, another aspect of it that I'm honestly not even sure I could do. Yeah, right. To be perfectly mm -hmm. honest, like, I think some of that would be some of the things that I bet she would come back because she was pretty open and tell me, like, this one time this guy did this. I'm like, I don't. I can't hear another one of these right now. I just, it, yeah. I think some of those would be brutal, especially the anonymity online and then throwing in, yeah. you know, sex worker, whatever the, 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 the term you want to use. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, a much higher and much more aggressive form of entitlement with those people too. Yeah. 
that would be rough, I think. Well, especially because yeah. they're paying in some exactly. instances. So, like, that adds a whole additional, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's, like, the worst version of the customer is always right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, that, I can only imagine some of the things where she's like, all right, you're out, you know I mean? But, I mean, still, that's got to stick with you. That, yeah. that, that's got to be something that just you just can't get out of your head. Well, and I think that it probably, like, lands to be where you have to make some hard decisions. Like, I think that would be interesting to explore, too, is, like, people are paying, and if that is your source of income, like, at what point are you saying yes or no to things? And, yeah. like, where are your limits, and how do you take those when it's combined with money? Like, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, Something I very, don't very. understand. And the reason I, like, I'm interested is because, like, at this point, we're all just speculating. Like, oh, right? yeah. we don't know, mm-hmm. and, like, again... Like, going back to, like, why I do what I do, like, that's a door that I I wouldn't be able to get through without making it. And I'm just interested in, like, what does that look like? Because I understand, as a filmmaker, like, I understand making movies, uh, but... <laughs> I love you're throwing them both in there at the same time. I'm, I'm it's, just, it's, it's like, very... You're hitting the entire, the entire audience, movie fans and film fans. Um... <laughs> But like I said, the the level of vulnerability that goes into it, like that's a completely different experience, and I am just genuinely interested in like how does that impact someone who is just starting it, like getting into it, but also someone that's been doing it for decades. Well, also it's it's the you kind of like we're speculating right now. Yeah. There's a lot of other factors that go into that. You can be the person's personality too. Yeah. Like if if we talk to someone and they're just like, oh yeah, sometimes I just block them and they're done. I don't mm-hmm. care. Other people would just like. I thought about calling the police. Like so the, you're going to handle it differently too. Mm-hmm. Like the same scenario. Yeah. And not that either one is wrong, but I, I think that also that that can add to the type of story you either exploring or telling mm-hmm. is about the impact on it. And, and, and you know, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, even now at my age, if somebody, if I'm in a confrontation, I still get that little mm. chill in my spine. Like, God, how bad is this going to go too far? Yeah. Like even like a like a. Like a confrontation in the parking lot about a parking spot. Like, that Oof. still happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So I can only imagine a thousand times more just seeing, a, a, like, a really harsh message like that would be pretty taxing, I imagine. Yeah. Ugh. And that has been <sighs> Saucy Speculations. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next week <laughs> when we talk about DoorDash <laughs> and bad Cut tippers. to ad. <laughs> <laughs> We are supported by. Yes. <laughs> What's uh? I, I want to ask because I, I don't know like if what you do if you would even consider yourself like a movie buff or anything like that. Do you? Yeah. I, I want to. I'm honestly kind of leaning toward no. That that you're not like someone that just engulfs a lot of movies just to pull it in. I think you you need to be kind of drawn to something to actually really kind of get into it. Yeah. Um. I tend to, well, one, no, just flat out, I'm not. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot, and I tend to be the type of person that just, like, I have five or six things that I've seen, and I, like, I'll rotate the room if I want to watch something. Yeah. Um, like, it's interesting because, like, I've definitely found things that inspire me. I definitely have things that, like, I, it's very clear that, like, my style of filmmaking is present like, that is present in it. And so, um, I'm not going to say I'm not inspired, but I don't really, like... When I decided I was going to make a documentary, I'm like, not going to go find 50 documentaries, and I'm going to, like, see what they've done and pull stuff from that. I'm just, like, going to go into it, like we talked about, kind of just blind and be like, okay, I know I want to tell your story. 
I know that I have the tools to do it. And then I'm going to find it in the interactions that we have. And then I'll start like mentally editing it. And then I'll get into post and I'll like, okay, I have this framework that I put together because I was shooting it this way and build from there. And so there's, it's not really that I'm a movie buff um, at all. It's just that like, I pull inspiration from more than just other people who have made things in the same field as me. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, would it be, like, have you seen a lot of documentaries even? I think the last documentary I watched was about Bill Nye, and I remember watching it at 4 a.m. in a house I lived in in 2019. So I haven't watched a documentary in two years. Okay. So I'll say no. So no, you don't watch. I can't answer questions with a one-word answer. <laughs> no, you, I, I feel like after this amount of time, you should know that. <laughs> I understand. I'm sorry. Well, because I I didn't know if 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 documentaries, if you're somebody that maybe watches a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. do you does it actually dilute your version of when you finally do your documentary? Yeah. If you're if you've seen so many and some of them have, maybe have a similar style, does that influence you in almost like a bad way where it's not like your style or yeah. your does that make sense well i think that i think the fear in being an artist at least one that i am aware of and sometimes have is that like i don't want to replicate something yes and so if i ingest too much of a specific person's art i'm worried that at some point like being a consumer of it will translate into being a creator of it, and I'll just be duplicating someone else's stuff. Even subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, And so I don't want to do that. So, like, I think there was no intention of, like, I need to find a reference point for making documentary, but I think it was also, like, I don't want to screw this up by, like, selling myself short almost. Like, yeah. if if I... If I reach out to this person because I want to tell her story, I already have the confidence that I'm going to be able to tell it. I love that you're staring at the stain on the fluorescent light right now. Oh, I was actually looking at that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Um, I love that you're pointing out flaws in my home. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I did know. I was staring at that earlier, so yes. Yes. I, it's a dark dungeon, the fluorescent lighting. Um, it's relatively lit down here. You can see stuff. It's wonderful. No, it's very homey. I've enjoyed my time here. Good. Um, and I'm, I'm done talking because Haley's very bored with what I'm saying, so we'll move on. <laughs> what? No. No, I'm kidding. No, you because I, because I, I haven't seen a lot of documentaries, but I, I remember certain ones, um, and I think they're like, and even ones the, the one that stands out to me is a uh, Grizzly Man with uh, uh, Werner Herzog. I think is the mm. one that did it. But the reason that it stuck out, it, I, it was good and it was an interesting story. But he would sometimes insert himself in, but not, not be, it, it, it didn't. I think it was that. That's why I remember it because I remembered him and I remembered this kind of portion of the documentary where he was talking to a woman of uh, I think it was a spouse of a bear attack Hmm. and like basically the attack was recorded at least audibly and he pulls a woman aside and it's almost like an aside where the camera's not even really on them but you can tell they're talking and he's like I don't think you should ever listen to this I want I think you should destroy it and it was part of the documentary yeah to kind of tell about what this guy was doing, for anyone that doesn't know, Grizzly Man was about this guy that was basically living with grizzlies, and he, for a very, very long time, years, uh, just 
I think he was just under the impression that he was friends with these bears. And eventually, the most predictable thing happened. He was mauled by a bear. And But I remember that part of it because... Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't overdubbing really much in terms of his voice or anything like yeah. that. I didn't realize that I actually knew who the guy was because I'd seen him in movies. Yeah. And then that part, but that part is what stuck out to me. And that's what sticks out to me, like with documentaries. There's a a, pers- a more of a personalization with those versus rom-coms have a formula. Horror movies have a formula. Thrillers, for mm. the most part, a lot of them have a formula. Yeah. Documentaries don't. I think that's why a lot of people get drawn to those and remember those. And that's why I remember that one. Yeah, and that... One goes back to like what drew me to making artisans, which is that like thumb that fingerprint on the art because yes. that is something that he specifically did, and I think that like my goal is to have that same moment in someone, but it's got to be specifically from me. And if I go out and search for all this inspiration of like here's the framework that I need to have a successful documentary. I'm never going to hit that because I'm going to be trying to make some with that expectation rather than just making something that I would make. And I don't know where I was going. Well, I, 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 I think you were just kind of like driving that point home. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's, it's a, there's a personalization and a passion that goes behind something like that. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people can make a romantic comedy. Hell, I could make one, I think. Because <laughs> I pretty much, as long as I can get the actors, I, I can write one right now. It's pretty easy. Yeah. But these are, they're different because you're not, you're you're telling a story that initially is going to be interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And then you want it, I'm not saying that it has to be for the masses, but you want people to see it. Mm-hmm. So then you have to kind of turn it into, tell that story where it's interesting to maybe the audience or at least where they take something away from it again. And then yeah. at the same time, you're not, trying to recycle something that's been done. Yeah. It, it, it's a hard, especially now, how many movies and documentaries, are, you, you're still trying to be, I think, unique and not because your goal is to be unique because you want it to be yours. Yeah, and you reminded me of the thing I, where I was going that I completely forgot about. So you're a good host. Um, and see, I can compliment you. I'm not just a bully. Appreciate that. Um, that's probably the only part that I'll leave in. Amazing. <laughs> that, that'll be the whole that. episode of me just, just giving just you a compliment. Just and just like, Wasn't that a great interview? Yeah. Thanks, Why Thomas. Why was it only six minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I remember, distinctly remember sitting in my parents' house, like fresh out of high school, wanting to be a photographer and staring at, I don't remember if it was like a phone or if it was a laptop, but it was, I was looking at other photographers' work and I was like, I want to make this. And so I think like, not only can it looking at for going out and looking for inspiration can it like morph the way that you create but it also can give you an excuse to not do something mm-hmm. because you're like oh well i i i want to take a picture like this but my pictures don't look like this mm-hmm. well okay one that's because you're in a different place as that person but also two why does it have to look like that like you may not be at the same skill level but once you are it doesn't necessarily need to be the same thing as what you're inspired by it can be anything that you want it to be but i I understand the impulse yeah i've had that with music with photography with movies anything like you 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 see something you're like i you almost you wish you'd created that or been a part of that because it it, 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 hit you even if even if the impulse was it was just so cool yeah you just you you wish that was something you you did or could do which is interesting because i i don't know how i circumvented that impulse 
but I was able to get past it for the most part. Again, I'm not perfect, but I was able to get to a point where like, I'll watch something and I'll be like, that's how I would have done it. It's done perfect. I don't need, I don't need to do that. Like it, I, it's been done. I'm good. Like I don't have to worry about having that idea because someone did it well. And like, I think that like the thing I can remember is uh, chef's table. They did a season about pastry chefs and they did Christina Tosi who has milk bar and that documentary in my eyes, flawless. It's amazing. I mean, not flawless, but it's, it's, a quality film and it tells her story really well and i'm like oh this is awesome i don't need to make a film about a chef i it's been done it's done well i'm okay it's crazy when you come across something where you're like because i've had a couple instances too where i was just like that movie was there wasn't a part where it lost me there wasn't a part where i thought it was dumb there wasn't a part even the endings like, when, when the movie ends, I'm just like, I don't think it should have ended any other way. Mm-hmm. Not that they were asking for my input. Yeah, right. But a lot of times, like, a movie end, I'm like, what? What the fuck? Yeah. I watched one last night. It was horrible. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's happened to me before, where, I, where it ends, and I'm just like, I am so glad it ended right there. Yeah. Or, like, a series of a television. I'm like, I'm so glad they're not doing more of this. Yeah. Because they're going to ruin it if they keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I know that everyone knows that impulse. I just don't think that they probably grab it as much. Mm-hmm. And maybe like you're in a creative field, so I th- I understand how you can have that impulse. Yeah, I don't know. I I also like to think that I just like am self aware to an extent. Like I understand. I am able to like because here here we go. It took me a second to get where I was going, but I found it. Um, it took me a really long time to develop those emotional tools. And now I'm in a place where like I can understand and articulate those emotions, which is cool to bring it back to the art that helped me get those tools. Is yeah. I've yeah. I know <laughs> that, but that also goes back to, I think personalizing it too. Yeah. Because if you're not in touch with whatever you want to call it, emotions, feelings, or, or, or the direction you want to go, I think it, it can, it can come out that you're like, yeah. oh, I feel like that's not like especially people that know you, family, friends. They can be like, that's not, that's not the guy I know. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't like that stuff at all. Like, I mean, I guess whenever you're doing stuff like this too, is is there ever a a thought? And this kind of goes back to the to the criticism because I think it's it's inevitable. No yeah. matter what you do, if you put anything out there, if you do one podcast episode, put it out there, you're thinking about the criticism. It just mm-hmm. does. You just yeah. do. Like Haley, I know for this, Haley will have this too. And she'll probably. Have and I'm curious if you have something to say about it too. Because whenever you're doing something where you're publicly putting it out there to kind of grow something, the the backlash. Like, it, it, is there ever a thought or a feeling that someone's going to be like? You know, how dare he? What? Why does he think, or why does she think, or yeah. they think, or whatever it might be? Mm-hmm. Why do they think that they can do this? Yeah, Haley, do you want to take you that? You can go. Oh, okay, thanks. I'm curious. No, because no, I, I, I am yeah. very curious. Uh, you sure? <laughs> okay, matter. fine. Uh, I'm okay. You're the guest. You start. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I definitely like I take. Those comments that are, like, hit the nerve, the ones that, like, you already told yourself, and then someone, like, outside of your brain says that thing, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, okay, I'm going to not do anything for the next two hours. Like, I just got to shut down and reset. Um, that stuff's hard, and that hits real hard. But I think overall, my general 
approach to that is I don't own the thing I've made once I've put it out in the public. Like, I don't have to re-watch it to re-examine it. I'm not going to re-edit it. I'm not going to change things. It's done. It's not mine anymore. It's, it's the world. It's the universe. And so I just put it out there, and you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. It, and it, it doesn't affect the final thing. It doesn't affect what I've done. As long as I've done the best thing I can, I can move on to the next thing. And I think going back to that, like, being in touch with myself, do I, am I happy with what I'm making? Do I need to change something? Do I need to move in a different direction? If I just focus on that and not worry about what I've made, I don't really see most of that stuff that people say. I don't, I don't go looking for it. It might pop up in my notifications and then I see it and it trips me up. But like, I don't have to have that validation because I'm constantly chasing what is making me happy, not am I making something that makes other people happy and that makes me happy. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. That's an interesting – because when you say that once it's out there, it's everybody's. I'm not saying it's wrong or I disagree. It's just yeah. I kind of just wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, it's mine, it's mine, I'm putting it out there, it's mine. But you're saying once it's out there, it's everybody's. Yeah, like, I I think that I understand where I have control and where I don't. And I can control the amount of effort I put into how people will perceive the thing I make but I cannot control how they perceive it. Yeah. And so as long as I am doing everything with the best intention of like, this is what I want you to get out of this. And I put it into the world, what you get out of it. If you, if it lines up with what I tried to do, amazing. That's incredible. I'm so happy. If it doesn't, did you get something out of it? Do you, has it, has it impacted your life for the better, for the worse? Did you evoke something? Great. It's art. That's what it's supposed to do. It doesn't matter because I have done everything I can do within my power to control this thing. And so I think that's where it comes from. Is like, I can control what I can control, and I have to let everything else just be. If that's a discipline. That That's, I mean, that <laughs> really, it, it, really it, is. It comes and goes, but like, that's the general goal. Oh, yeah. Discipline <laughs> is definitely not permanent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've... Ex- I think I've seen several examples of that in the short time we've been here. <laughs> but yeah, no, th- that that is a discipline. You you to to kind of disc. I don't think I could do that. To be perfectly honest, if I put out something that you put, I don't think I'd be able to disconnect. Not saying that I I, I see what you're saying about it being everybody's once it's out there. Yeah. But I would still be like it, it, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I'd be possessive. Yeah. I'd probably be critical of the people that were critical because of the time that you know I supposedly put into creating it yeah and then i and that's most likely a character flaw on this side but i mean it's it's it, i just i feel like that that is the way that i would react and maybe i would have to kind of get used to that and maybe clearly develop a thicker skin or, or maybe just be able to train myself to be like that's just the way of the world man don't get bogged down in it well i don't think it's necessarily a flaw yeah like again you're right that, I, why would i say yeah, that you're perfect. I don't what are you doing what am i doing <laughs> What am I doing? I also think, not to be rude, but, like, there's a, there's a reason why you're not doing what he does. Because because of that. So, like, both of the things that we do in our own way are something that we authentically own and do. Agreed. And that's what we want to do. And so you build a confidence, whether that's the right term or not, around what you do because it's what you want to be doing. Very much agree. And in... that is what brings through that idea that I'm not going to let what people say 
affect me and it still does but not to a, a big degree because I'm doing what I want to be doing it's yeah. about me not about them as I'm creating it and then to your point once it's out there I can't do anything about that but I liked the process of creating it or posting it or yeah. sharing it that's or a, being there that's a very very good point because I, I don't I don't think that I could and not saying that it was ever an option for me to but that probably would have been something that stopped me from going as far as you did that's a, that's a very, very good point. Because someone in turn comes back to me tomorrow and says, I didn't like that episode with Thomas. I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't have, but, I, but honestly, I would have been cool with it. Yeah. I'd have been like, well, hey, you get it or you don't. I enjoyed myself, mm -hmm. but uh, that's cool. Check something else out. But I, I'm not... I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to take it down <laughs> just because right? you said you didn't yeah. like it. You know, I... I Got a lot out of it. I had a lot of fun with it, and we had a really good, fun conversation. We learned a lot. So if you didn't get it, sorry, but uh, you know what? Check something else out. Maybe you'll like that. Yeah. So that's I, that's a very good point, Haley, because th that is why. I think when you're in your realm, I guess, maybe, and like you said, you had to get comfortable, and this helped you. Be, I mean, same thing. I mean, I, I get that now. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that there is – these negative comments that we get, they people tend to be more vocal with a negative opinion than they do about a positive. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you hit, get one comment that's like, I didn't like that episode. You've got ten people that are like, I this is my mm -hmm. favorite episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, they may not say it to you or that message might not get you. I've got people that are still in my Instagram DMs. I've got people in my TikTok DMs. Like, I can't see everything that everyone sends me. And so, if I'm not going to take the positive... I can't take the negative as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's no. a great point. So. I think we as humans just react to the negative far more than the positive anyways. Yeah, we're sensitive. Mm -hmm. We're little babies. <laughs> Super sensitive. <laughs> Not me. What? Huh? <laughs> oh, God. I'm like a three-year-old. I'm very sensitive. Oh. It's, it's, I'm frighteningly, like, I think I should talk to somebody. <laughs> I am very sensitive about, but about certain things. It's yeah. very, like, certain things. It's like, I, I have a... I have, um, I definitely have a an undiagnosed case of ADD. I have OCD for like forty percent of my life, and the other sixty percent is just shit. It, it's very strange. It really, really is. Like, I, it's just the way that it is. And I think that's just my personality. Mm. I just, I don't think there's anything I can do about it. It's way too late now. <laughs> well, what about you? So we were talking about like, like with, like with the bucket list. Like you've had a lot of success in a pretty short amount of time compared to other people that have had varying success. Okay. So, I mean, is that a, I mean, is that ever a concern that someone's going to be like, why is she getting the attention or the, the followers or the, the looks or the support that I feel like I should be getting? Is that something that even comes up? No. I mean, like your question, I, I, I don't even think about that. Cool. All right, Thomas, back to you. <laughs> I was focusing <laughs> I mean, on the dog, like, I so. I just don't really focus on what other people are doing, and specifically for what I've done, like, I, it's the degree, and I've worked in marketing, and I've had other jobs. Like, it wasn't just something that I started on a whim. It was intentional, and it's also been something that I've used to gain in my professional life. So, yeah. it, it, to me, it's always, I don't know, it's, it's never held that much weight. That I feel like I don't... I don't hold it to a standard of which I'm concerned about other, which, what other people are. To your point, that's why you're doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> you actually can do that and push through and it's not a big problem for you. Which is good. So, <laughs> you had something on your website that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, it said, that? what is our next project? Yeah, tell me about our next project. Yeah. What 
So like, because I have a couple ideas. If you want ideas, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the client form. That's like, okay. that's like, hey, uh, you want to hire me? What are we doing? Yeah, like, wh- is that what it is? Yeah, if you click on it, it's just like it says name, subject, and uh, body paragraph. I legit thought it was like, send me all of your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go rework that when I get home. Thanks for the note. <laughs> Well, granted, if uh, that's a dummy approach to your website, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, finally, someone wants my movie ideas. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, well, are okay. Give me I, one. You okay. clearly said you could write a rom-com, so is that in the works? Not necessarily a rom-com, but I will say okay. years ago, Van Wilder was my idea. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not even joking. If we can find, we can. He's gone. But a friend of mine in college, I had this idea in college. I was hammered. I really had this idea. And then it came out years later, and he emailed me. We hadn't spoken years. He's like, can you believe they did our movie? So oh anyway, so Van so Wilder. Okay, but what's one that hasn't? Well, that was the one. I hadn't really recovered from that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't really We're reco- still in mourning. I haven't Please really recovered from, from losing the Van Wilder <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Well, no, like, because I, I saw some of the ones that, uh, like, like kind of like the, the the shorts that you did. I thought some of them, just with past guests, I thought would be cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Eileen Dorsey, like, when, like, or any artist, really, but just yeah. Eileen, because she was telling me about it, how she will do those huge murals on, like, the sides of, you know, buildings. Yeah. Like, I always thought something like a, a process of that, because mm-hmm. that's amazing to me. But it's amazing to me that somebody can, dr- like, sketch on a napkin. Yeah. And it looks great, let alone somebody that can take a canvas like the side of a building yeah. and turn it into something amazing like that. Like there's a there's a a, a place in uh, Miami. It's it's kind of like a neighborhood outside Miami called Wyndham mm-hmm. or Wynwood. Wynwood, <laughs> the entire neighborhood is just. Thank you for fact checking. <laughs> it was one fucking syllable, all right. <laughs> but it's called Wynwood. The entire neighborhood is is basically all the buildings are decorated by uh, graffiti, but it's not like graffiti that the normal person would think of it's these mm-hmm. huge hundred foot murals on the side of every single building mm-hmm. and the time and energy and effort that someone would take to do something like that is just it's amazing to me to, to think about someone like being able to map that out and then making it look exactly the way it was supposed to look yeah it's incredible yeah that's like that's what i'm drawn to it's like yeah. how how did you get here like yes. how did you get to this physical space in this universe that I am also existing in. Like, I'm so interested in that. Yeah. I mean, if someone walked up and said, you have to do the mural on the side of that wall, I'd be like, It's going to be a is, giant tic-tac-toe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like stick figures. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this, like, to be able to map out a huge, mm-hmm. like, a, por- a portrait, whatever you want to call it like that, yeah. for something that's, you know, 50 by 60 is... I don't know. I don't want to know how they got to the last stroke. I want to know how they set all of that up. Yeah. I mean, it's just that that's just something I can't even grasp. But I would love to see. Yeah. So anyway, there's your movie. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, just get to work, Thomas. Go. Yeah. Leave now. <laughs> Eileen's outside. Yeah. Yeah. I just texted her. I don't know why you're not why you're not collaborating. <laughs> Amazing. She comes out the closet. Yeah, there. yeah. She's, she's been, been back there. She's for been here the entire time. She's like, it's so fucking hot back there, Joe. <laughs> you open the door. She's just on the ground, passed out. Because you're like, wait, why is she not come out? She's supposed to appear now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting there, just like, you missed your cue. <laughs> so aside from the obviously, I know you said you were working on a couple. It's like what? Yeah. And really, to what you said, almost to like start everything off, you're not really sure. How yeah. long you'll even want to keep doing this? Yeah, so, I, like I know that I love telling stories. I just don't know what it's gonna look like. Um, so like in September of last year, 
I um so like one one of my hobbies thing something I just purely enjoy for fun I started record collecting like eleven years mm-hmm. ago, and my like right when we locked down my record player broke and I was like all right well I've got a stimulus check and I've got free time so let's just spend all this time on Facebook Marketplace and uh set up my like I dream record system, and I by September I had my stereo set up and I was like oh I'm gonna make a video and just like throw it up on TikTok and. Within 24 hours, it hit a million views, and in a week, I had 100,000 followers. And so I was like, all right, let's just start making videos about records. And so I did that for three months. I started doing, I got in the partnership program with Warner Music Group. Um, a couple, like, subscription companies reached out. I've been working with them. And I did that for three months, and I got to January, and I was like, I'm not stuck in my house anymore. I'm not going to do this. And so, like, I just started doing it a little bit again, but for the last, like, six months, I was like, I, I maybe posted, like, three TikToks. And so, like, it's kind of like that. It's just, like, what am I inspired to do? Did I like doing that? All right, let's do that a bunch, because it was fun. And then it's not fun anymore. Okay, what do we want to do next? Who was the last vinyl you bought? Lizzo. Oh, it was Lizzo. I saw the video. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, wow, all right. It's like you were waiting for that question uh-huh. the entire time. No, I just like, I knew exactly what it was. Cause like, normally it's like, uh, I went to a record shop and I bought 15 albums, but I was like, oh, I, I, I had a bad day. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself, go on Depop, find a record. Oh, Lizzo's 15 bucks. Yeah. I'll buy that. <laughs> Easy, Rudy. Well, Hey, honestly, man, this I'm really glad you came in. Uh, this was uh, this was the first of its kind in terms of like talking to someone that does what you do. Mm. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I there was a couple pretty mean comments, but I pushed through that. Um, you know, and I, you didn't bring beer or wine. I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible house guest. I'm a decent honestly, podcast. You're, you're guest. not even in the top ten worst guests we've oh, had. Oh no, that's well, I. I, I We've I was going to really say, unprompted, I was going to say, I know I busted your chops, but like this has been really, really wonderful, and you do have a wonderful space oh, that you no, do it in, dude, and I no. appreciate being here. No, I'm, I'm glad. And honestly, when someone starts doing that, to me, it's great, because that means they're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's this whole thing, this whole thing is, is supposed to be a comfortable interview slash conversation, where it's just kind of free form, free thinking, free commenting. This, this is exactly what it was supposed to be. Well, you succeed in it, and I'm happy to be here. Well, good. Thanks again. Yeah. <laughs> um, really excited, and good luck to you in these. I hope you get into these other festivals, yeah. and, and we'll definitely – please keep posting about you know the status of all these. Let us know. We want to know where to find these when they're available, too. Yeah. Um, actually, where can everyone find your stuff? So uh, you can find my work at thomasccsawyer.com, and Um Yes, Hello, the documentary about Gio Rutherford, uh, will be premiering digitally on YouTube on September 25th. so On YouTube on September 25th? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. And it'll awesome. be po- tons of posts on social media about it, so you'll awesome. see it. We'll definitely check him out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok for sure, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not so much recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, you know, whatever. But please, please give him a follow and, and, and follow the, the work he's doing. It's obviously, it's very, very cool. He's an awesome guest, despite all the little jabs that I just mentioned, because there's plenty of beer here, so we didn't need any. And Haley brought some, too. I do want to thank also our guest host. Haley, what do you got coming up? Where can everyone find your stuff? At the Cleveland Bucket List. Cool. TheClevelandBucketList.com. Yes, and you just launched the Akron one. Oh, yeah. The Akron Don't leave the Akron one out. At Akron Bucket List, so that one's been fun, too, growing that, so give that a follow, and uh, our fall bucket list should be coming out soon, so... 
cool. Yeah, as soon as I found out she was doing the Akron bucket list, I just started texting her all these things that I liked because I'm from Akron. Mm -hmm. This place, this place. She's like, I know what I'm fucking doing. (laughs) All right, but this place is good too. So, cool. Well, thank you both for coming in. Guest hosting, appreciate it. Uh, Guests, appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy.